Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, and I am your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land, which (laughs) I'm finding this journey is getting rough for some of you. (laughs) So I'm here to help. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because, of course, uh, I've have a free community on Facebook called the Fashion Truck Tribe, which I, of course, invite you to join. You can just use the search bar on Facebook to search Fashion Truck Tribe, and you will find us over there. You can request access. And so many women have joined lately. It's like making me really happy, but it feels like there's a lot of new women, and there's a lot of fear in the new, in the unknown. And, you know, honestly, no matter where we are on our path through boutique land or life, (laughs) fear can pop up. And I want to talk more about that in some future podcasts. But, you know, here's the thing is I think that fear is based on experiences we've had, right? And I kind of wanted to call this episode like mistakes are never really mistakes or negative experiences that are actually positive. Like I I haven't really, you know, at the time of this recording, I haven't really come up with a great name for this episode, but really that's the essence of it that I want to talk about is how mistakes are never really mistakes. And so what I find is that so often fear or stress or whatever comes from experiences or things we've either had happen to us in the past or we've seen happen to other people, or to be honest with you, things that we're anticipating in the future is what the fear comes from, is these negative experiences. But what I want to tell you, and this is based on my, you know, fairly short life, I haven't been on this planet for that long, but my experiences, other people's experiences, I want to tell you that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have rough times. It's okay to have negative experiences because really what I want to shift that negativity or that mistake into is a learning experience. It's a a learning process. And, you know, I think when we're going through some stuff, it can be hard to see that. But I want to remind you, and maybe if you're not in a spot where you are feeling fear or feeling like you've made a mistake, I want you to take it from a different perspective and maybe look back and see why you are where you are. If you're in a good headspace or you're feeling really good, you know, sometimes we can actually look back and say, oh, that's why we're here. (laughs) I know that's happened to me many times because like they always say, you know, it's really hard to see the sun behind the clouds, but you know, it's there, you know, the sun's there when it's cloudy, when it's rainy, when it is like a really 
just ugly day, it's hard to see the sun. But I want to tell you that the sun is there and that these mistakes that we think we're making, the fear that we're having, the negative things that have happened, whatever they are, whatever you're deciding is negative in your life, these can actually be places where we see the shift, we see why it happened, we see the actual meaning, the sun, (laughs) behind the clouds. So I want to kind of walk you through what some of this might look like, what some of this might feel like. And you know what? Yeah, this isn't going to be like a super strategic episode, but you know what? Sometimes we don't always need strategy. To me, what we really need is mindset work. And this is some of the mindset work that I talk about so much. And so let's dig in here because, you know, I really believe everything is happening for you to learn, to grow, or to shift. And so I have a couple stories in where we might not be able to necessarily see that that was a learning experience, but maybe by telling you some of my own stories, you'll be able to identify and relate and see some of these things happening in your own life. So last week, we were in Vienna. We're in Vienna, in Austria. And I consider myself pretty city savvy. I lived in Manhattan for many years. You know, I've taken trains all over the world. I've learned the subway in London, underground, and in Paris, the metro. And, you know, in Barcelona, we took buses and and trains around the city. And so I feel very comfortable when it comes to public transportation, reading maps, you know, buying the ticket, doing the whole thing, right? And, and Greg does too. You know, we've both traveled a lot. And, you know, honestly, our preferred way a lot of the time, if we can, is to take public transportation because you get to see the real side of the city. You get to really, you know, hang out with the locals and, and understand what's going on. And so, of course, in Vienna, we have figured out how to take, they call it here, the U-Bahn. I'm probably butchering that name, but it's okay. The U-Bahn. And so last week we were on the U-Bahn and we were trying to get to a certain stop and it was on our line and we got to the stop and the doors didn't open. And we kind of stood there being like, uh, what's going on? (laughs) Doors didn't open, but we knew we could see people getting off. So we're like, how are they getting off? It's very strange. So we missed our stop is really what happened. We, we couldn't get off where we were supposed to. And so we were like, what the hell? What, how did that happen? So we stay on the train. We're like, let's just get off of the next stop. We'll figure it out. And so we get off of the next stop and we decide, you know what, maybe we should just walk. Greg said, you know, let's go up, we'll go on the street. We'll check out the map on our phone and we'll just, you know, we'll get there on, on the ground. Well, of course the next stop was literally the number one tourist spot in all of Vienna. It's where St. Stephen's Cathedral is. It's massive. It's, I think it was even a Sunday. And so it was just jammed. So we go up there and I'm immediately like, oh, like for me, there's a certain solace in taking the train because you're underground and, you know, not everyone's under there. And so once you come up from the train, it's like, like life is happening. (laughs) So we're standing there, Greg kind of looks on the map, okay, okay, we take these streets, da-da-da. And we're having like a little bit of trouble finding the streets. You know, in Vienna, it's very interesting, uh, especially in the old city area, a lot of things aren't where cars can go. It's, It's mostly like footpaths or they're just these like side streets that are just walking areas. And there are plazas and there are actually streets, but you know, cars don't go down there. So I find that a little bit hard to navigate at certain times, especially because 
everything's in German. I don't speak German. And so it's, you know, I think it's a little bit more difficult navigating the streets. And so we start to try to navigate the streets and we're like bumping into tourists. And, you know, if you've ever traveled in a major city, you've seen the groups, the swarms following the flag. And you're just like, oh my God, it's just too much. No one's paying attention. And so we start bumping into people. I'm like, Greg, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, let's just go back down. We'll take the train the one stop the other way. And we had figured out by that time, we had figured out that the reason we actually missed the stop is because there's a small button on the doors that you need to push for it to open. So all the doors don't open at all the stops. But because we don't understand German, we couldn't understand the announcement on the train. We didn't know that. And we hadn't seen someone else do that. So we were like, oh, you have to press the button and the doors open and we're all good. So now we know that, right? We, we go back down into the train. We're armed with that knowledge. And it's just so much easier to get on the train for one stop. Press the button, come up. We come up and there's no one in this square that we get to next. And so it's nice. It's calm. We're like 50 meters away from where we need to be, our destination. And it was just so much easier. And so... Literally knowing that one piece of information that seems so like, doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Knowing that we needed to press that button to open that door, that one piece of information we didn't know. And so we kept going and we kept trying to figure it out. But once we learned that we were cool, right? So what I want to tell you here, so sometimes that mistake, and, and you know, I don't think many people would call that a mistake, but it was one of those experiences where you're like, ugh, like, ugh. It was a learning mistake, right? It was kind of like, all right, we didn't have that piece of knowledge that we needed to know to apply it to make things work. And sometimes that can happen in your life. Sometimes I see that happen in people's businesses. There's this one or two or three pieces of information that they kind of have missing from the equation, and because they have those pieces missing, they actually take longer to get where they need to go, right? They end up going up into the big plaza with lots of people. They're overwhelmed. They don't know which way to go. They can't understand the directions. And they just need to get that one piece of knowledge to be able to go back down on the train, get off on the right spot, be in the place where it's calm and they're close to their destination, right? I'm using a really big metaphor here, but I hope you're following where I'm going is you know, it's really just about sometimes in life, the things we don't know actually can help us plug in those pieces. And sometimes we have to look for those small things. Like we had to watch other people. We had to kind of use inferences and, and understand that, oh, okay, we have to press that button. You have to sometimes learn from other people or learn from what's going on around you. So because sometimes you don't fully understand those intricacies of what you've embarked on, it gets hard. You know, you can see the basic structure. It looks the same. It looks like something you know, right? Like we saw the train. We see the U-bomb. We're like, we know this. We know how to read the map. We're good, you know? Like we've done this. We got it. But because that little, little subtlety that we didn't know, it took our experience in a totally different direction. We didn't totally understand the process of riding the train. And then that kind of like threw our experience off. So maybe this has happened to you in your boutique business. Maybe there are pieces and parts that you maybe just don't quite understand. 
And that's okay because I think so often women jump into opening a boutique and they think, well, it's a business. I can read a how to start a business book. I can read, uh, you know, a how to start a boutique book, or I can watch a lot of great videos on YouTube and I'm going to totally understand how to do this. And yes, those resources do it. Get all the books, watch all the videos. That is how I have learned so much in my life. However, there are subtle intricacies that sometimes you don't know. And sometimes those intricacies are what's going to put you to the next level or going to get you over that hump where you're feeling really frustrated. You're in that crowd. You're trying to read the map. You're trying to find the direction and you just can't. But once you understand that and you learn those intricacies, everything becomes really clear and really easy. And now going forward, you know to push that button to leave. <laughs> you know that you need to be on it when the, you get to the train stop and maybe your doors don't open. So you're going to push that button and those doors open. You know, it's just that little, little bit. And I found that even for myself in, in this coaching business that I have, this consulting business, is that even with things like I really thought I knew, and I really do know theoretically, right, there are little intricacies that I can tweak and I can understand to the next deeper level to get better results. I've seen this happen for myself in Facebook ads over the past couple months. I've gone in, I've digged in more on my Facebook ads training. I've learned more. I've paid people to learn more. And I see the difference in my ads. I see them getting more views. I see them getting more clicks. I see them getting more conversions. And that's a really easy way for me to make more money, right? And so just these little adjustments, you know, we can see them as mistakes. Yes, fine. But I like to see it as, you know, it's, it's something that you don't know that you can easily adjust. So look for those patterns. Maybe you've had that happen in the past. Maybe you're having that happen now. But that's one way I think we can take kind of, and I don't even want to call it a negative experience, but taking a, an experience that isn't going or hasn't gone as you expected and adjusting it by learning, adjusting it by noticing the intricacies and asking for those subtle, subtle shifts that actually produce these quantum results and these really big differences in your life and business. So sometimes these things aren't so subtle. Sometimes these things are actually massive. They're massive things that have happened to you. And I've seen this happen so many times with friends, family, clients, these massive things like divorce, strokes, uh, bankruptcy, uh, car accidents, these really big things that, you know, these are the things where I think it's really hard to see the sun behind the clouds, especially when you're in it, especially when it's like just happened. It's really hard to understand why, why, what we ask why. And, you know, the first thing, honestly, is just to ask why. <laughs> why is this happening for me? What does this mean for me? What does this look like for me, for my life? And, you know, this happened to me. This is one of the big reasons I became an entrepreneur is because I had a big shift. Everything was good. Everything was comfortable. I was in my corporate retail job. I was running million-dollar businesses for these brilliant brands that I really loved working for. And I kind of was becoming disillusioned. I ended up in a job where I maybe wasn't the best fit, and I know that now. But, you know, I was really good at working that nine to five. I was really good in corporate retail. I was really good at my job. 
And that had been reinforced over and over. And that's where I got a lot of my self-esteem. That's where I got a lot of my own validation for just being a person, you know, that a lot of that came from my job because I was really good at it. And so I was in my job. Um, I had been at this company for about 90 days and it was a rough 90 days. I will be very honest with you. It was not working. I was not meshing very well with them, even though, you know, they brought me in with the high hopes I was going to change this business and we're really going to shift it and da, da 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 The details don't matter. What matters is that on a Friday afternoon at four o'clock, I got a phone call. And of course I can see on the caller ID, it says HR. I was like, okay. Picked up the phone. They're like, hey, can you come down to the office? I'm like, yeah, great, great. So we're in this big building on, uh, we were on 23rd Street between 5th and 6th Avenue in Manhattan. So we're in this building. I remember we, we took up two floors of the building. I was upstairs. HR and some of the other departments were downstairs. So I had to go downstairs, take the elevator down. And I got brought into this small office, like a small conference room, I'd say, call it. And I'm sitting there, and the director of HR is on one side with my boss. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I wonder what's going on. Like, I really had no idea what was going on, okay? Completely clueless. Like, I was, like, working, doing my thing. So I sit down, and they say to me, you know, Emily, like, we think you're really smart. We can really see that you have a lot of potential as a merchant. You're a really good merchant. And we just don't think that it's really working out here. We don't think that you're a good fit. We don't think that you're business is, has the potential to be saved at this point. You know, we brought you in trying to do it. It's just not working. Um, and it's not you, it's the business. You're really good, right? They're they're like complimenting me over and over. Meanwhile, they're like laying me off. (laughs) It's really the essence of it. And I was like, Oh, they're like dancing around it. And they're like, you know, we just, we, uh, we think that your time with us is over. And I was like, um, what? (laughs) Literally it completely taken off guard. Okay. And I'm sitting there like, excuse me. They're like, yeah. So, you know, they pass me this folder. They kind of go through these details. At this point I'm like blacked out. Okay. Like I was not in the room. I think I had left my body. I was like, what is going on? This is not okay. I am not okay with this. Like my security is completely wrapped up in having a job, having this job right now. And I have, like, no warning that this is happening. Like, oh, my God. I felt like I had been blindsided, right? So I'm sitting there, and I don't know where it came from, but I don't know. Something came over me, and at the end I was like, you know, this is great. Um, You will see the fashion truck on the road in just a matter of months. This is great. And my boss looked at me like, all right, like, well, it's good you've got a plan. You guys, I did not have a plan, okay? Like, I had bought the name of the fashion truck, like, a few months earlier. I'd been sketching ideas. I had been, like, you know, wanting to start my business, but it was not, like, certainly was I not, like, ready to go sell stuff tomorrow. I mean, it was January, okay? There was no way I was, like, going to start a fashion truck in the middle of January. Also, in Manhattan, like, let's all be clear. So, (laughs) I said that. And I look back now and I'm like, damn girl, like, where did that come from? That was like divine intervention, like coming through. But I just didn't want to be devastated in front of these people who 
you know, I considered kind of above me, right, in ranking and whatever. I just didn't want to appear like I had been, like, basically shot in the middle of the office. So I just played it cool. I was like, well, we'll see me on the road. Thanks so much. Um, I'll see you never. You know, they basically were like, please don't come back on Monday. And I was like, okay. So I immediately, like, freaked out. You know, I went through the whole mourning process of the grief, the anger, the surprise, the like, oh my God, this is like my life is wrapped up in, you know, working a corporate job. This is what I'm so good at. And if you ever work with me around, you know, having left your job as a one-on-one client, you know, I talk about all this grief I had and these, you know, I was not just wake up the next day and start the fashion truck. Trust me. Um, There was a lot of processing to be done. And So when things like that happen in your life, when you're literally standing on 23rd Street with your box of, you know, sparkle post-it notes thinking, like, what the hell just happened to me, it can be really scary, and it can really have a blow. Like, it really blew me over. I was hit hard. I felt like the wind was knocked out of me. And maybe you've had that happen to you, and maybe you haven't recovered yet. That's okay. Maybe you're going through this right now. I get it. I get you. I understand how hard it is to have these things happen because they've happened to me. And I mean, these are things I've had big things like that happen multiple times. What I realized from that experience, and I mean, God, this didn't happen for months and months later, (laughs) maybe even years later. What I didn't realize from that experience was that it was completely meant to be. That was the universe giving me my opportunity to start my business that I had really been dreaming about for months and months. And really, let's be honest, years and years, I had wanted to open a boutique. And so for that big swing and hit to my body, hit to my ego, hit to all this stuff, it was part of the bigger plan And it's so hard because sometimes we're so zoomed in on where we are, it's so hard to zoom out and see what we are really meant for. So if you've had this happen, if you've had this big blow to you, what I want you to know is it's okay. There is a bigger plan for you. You might not be able to see it yet, and that's okay. What I would encourage you to do is ask why. Ask what's next for me. Just ask the question in your head. It doesn't have to be to a person. It doesn't have to be to any. Just ask, what's next? What's next for me? I'm ready for it, right? Because what, what happens is that you become ready for the next thing. And the next thing is presented to you. And, you know, they always have that saying like, oh, one door closes and another one opens. Or I like to say one door closes and a window opens because the view is way better from the window. (laughs) Just a little bit bit happier. (laughs) But when that window opens, ask what you're meant to see. Ask what is out there for you and it will come to you. Okay. So sometimes we do have these big blows and that's okay. But notice what they are Try to see the sun on the other side of the clouds and ask what's next for you because these things are going to happen. These things are still going to happen. 
even after that one experience, I still had big blows like this happen to me. And I'm sure you've heard about them. If you haven't, I'm sure you'll hear about them in the future because I've now come to the point where I just talk about it and I'm okay with it because I know that from my experiences, other people can learn. And hopefully you're learning on this episode. Hopefully you've learned from lots of episodes, but you know, this episode is a little bit deeper than I usually go emotionally, spiritually, life-wise. So hopefully you're really loving this and something is speaking to you and, and you're feeling better. A few months ago, I was on a train. I guess I'm always on trains, huh? I, this is my second train story, but I was on a train and I got in a first class ticket and it wasn't really that expensive. So I was like, you know what? I'll do first class, whatever. And I remember I got on the train and I was a little bit late, got on to New York City and I got like the crappiest seat. Like it was just, I was right in front of the food cart. It was like on the edge. I didn't have a table to do my work. And it was just weird. Like I was just unhappy in that spot. And and now looking back, I know I should have just moved. I should have just gone and sat in the regular class in the quiet car, which is where I love to normally sit. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like I'm looking at the trash. I'm smelling the weird hot pockets being made. You know, it's just like not, it's not good for me. It's not working for me. And so I could feel this kind of like uneasiness come up in me. And what happened is I I kept asking people as I would walk through, they had this like really crappy curtain. I kept asking, I was like, Hey, can you just like close the curtain? And sometimes I'd stand up and close it because I just like, I just wanted to be in business class. I didn't want to have to like look at the, the club car, you know, where all the food is. If you've never been on a train, you know, they have this kind of like little piece of a car where they have just like a little kiosk where you can buy food, coffee, all that stuff. But I was like literally right there. It was almost like I had bought a seat in the cafe car. You know, it's just like, I just didn't want to do that for like three hours. It just wasn't in my, wasn't what I had imagined for myself. And so after about an hour, I asked this man, I was like, Hey, could you just like close the window? And you know, honestly, I was being quite nice about it. I wasn't like, I don't think I was being a jerk. Um, but I was trying to be nice and you know, Hey, could you close the curtain? Well, all of a sudden this woman behind me, she's sitting like literally right behind me to the right. The seats are two by two. So I'm on the edge. She's in the window. And she starts yelling at me and she's like, honey, you need to stop being so demanding. You are a total princess, da, 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 literally like choose me out. And I was like, whoa, <sighs> you know, all, like I was like, whoa, okay, this is very unexpected. Number one, she's yelling at me. There's like 20 people in this car. Like there's, it's a very small car. Everyone's very close to each other. Certainly not the business class I expected. Okay. And so I kind of like didn't know what to do because also she's attacking me from behind, which like from behind, you're just like so off guard, you know, you're like, ugh. so she ends up yelling at me and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, like I just, I don't love that curtain being open. I'm sensitive, whatever. And she doesn't care. She just keeps telling me that I'm a princess, that I need to, you know, deal with it. She says that I'm ruining everyone else's experience in this train car. And I'm like, whoa, that's a load to bear. Like, come on, am I really ruining everyone's or is it just really you? (laughs) You know, so of course I'm getting heated because I'm getting attacked. You know, when you get attacked and you're like, your face is turning red and you're just like, you're kind of embarrassed, but you're also like, screw this woman. Like, I'm just protecting myself. Like, I wasn't even being rude. Like, oh my God, now she's being rude. Like, ah, you know, I have this whole moment where I'm just like freaking out. And I like pack up all my stuff and I look and I was like, fine, I'll move. 
So I go to move. She continues to yell at me. I end up sitting like basically right behind her because there's actually an open seat at this point. And so I sit down. She continues to yell at me. Like it was like very weird. Okay. And so then I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm just so upset. And I, and I had said back to her, I was like, listen, you can stop now. Like you d- I got it. Like I get what you're trying to say. I've moved. You won't hear from me again. It's all good, right? And she, whatever. She's just very upset, okay? And I got so upset that I had to journal. Like, I was crying. I was, like, crying behind my sunglasses. I was just, like, you know, it was one of those moments where I was just so, felt so attacked, and I was so vulnerable, and I was just, it was completely unexpected, to be honest. You know, it's another time when you're, like, blindsided. But when this conflict comes up, this resistance comes up for you or people around you, right? So, you can also see this as sometimes other people are resisting you and what you're doing because it's really their issue. So like for me, I got upset because the energy was directed towards me. But after journaling and working this all out in my head, what I realized is a lot of this resistance was actually her and what she had to say. You know, something in her life wasn't going well. And so because I was actually asking for what I needed... And what I needed in, in that seat, she was uncomfortable, right? And, and this is me again. Like, I don't know this woman, but this is what came up for me. This is what my intuition, my journaling told me was that this woman doesn't ask for what she needs in her life. So for me, continuously asking for what I needed over the course of an hour was really bugging her because I shouldn't ask for what I need. And she didn't believe that I was able to ask for what I need. And what at the core of it, it means that she doesn't ask for what she needs and it struck me because I used to be like her. I used to not ask for what I needed. And sometimes I don't still, and that's okay. I'm working on it, right? But I now ask for what I need. I needed that curtain to be closed because I couldn't stare at that trash can, right? And, you know, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but for her, it was. For her, I really must have triggered her. And so the conflict and the resistance in what I was asking for was showing up so strongly for her that she needed to yell at me. Like, yell, you guys. It was very embarrassing for her. And I had to come to terms that, you know, sometimes because I am doing what's necessary for me to live my life, to be happy, to be in a pleasant state, to be at this high vibration that I totally love to be at, Sometimes that's going to trigger other people. And usually I see it in small ways, right? I'm pretty aware of how people are responding to me and, and what I do. And this was just like, woof, this was like a violent way that someone responded. So the point of the whole story is to notice when resistance and conflict around you, towards you, is because of you and what you're doing. Whether it's good, bad, who knows? I'm not going to put a judgment on it, but notice the resistance, notice a conflict, If you're resisting someone else, if you're in conflict with someone else, what that really does, guys, is it shows you a mirror to yourself of what you're doing, right? What you, for me, this was a mirror to how I used to be. I used to be like that. I used to be really mad when other people would ask for what they needed because I didn't want to allow myself to ask for what I needed. And so that was good for me to see. It was good for me to see that I had made that progress, to be honest, right? But sometimes that mirror actually will show you things that you are uncomfortable seeing. You know, if you're having resistance towards spending money, if you're having resistance towards, you know, fixing a relationship, if you're having resistance towards whatever it is, 
see that as a mirror. Why am I resisting it? Why is this conflict happening? Ask a deeper question because listen, I will tell you a conflict and resistance is never what you think it is. There is always a deeper meaning. There is always a mirror there that is shining back on you to see it in a different way and to see yourself in a different way. Whether you're seeing yourself in a different way to make that subtle shift within you or you're seeing it in a different way to make a really big shift and realize like, oh my God, I am doing something wrong here. Like, oh my God, I need to change this. Okay. And this is a conversation I have all the time with people who are in my life in a friendship, spiritual way is like, why is this resistance coming up? And my own coach, Gabby Bernstein talks about resistance a lot because so many of us have it, right? We live our lives in so much resistance to what we want, to what we're meant to be doing, to what what our life is truly meant to be because we think that we need to have conflict. You know, that whole idea of, well, there has to be war to be peace. Like, no, there doesn't. There does, that doesn't need to happen. That's just something someone made up. So if you see resistance coming up, if you have conflict in your life, whether it's in your business, with your mother, with your sister, there's a reason for that. It's a mirror. Put the mirror up. Do the work. Do the work. If there's one thing that I am here to do is to challenge you. This is what I always say. I love to challenge other people. And I love when other people challenge me, to be honest. This is why I work with coaches all the time, because I'm constantly being challenged to be a better version of myself, to look at a different way to do things, understand a different way to do things. And if there's one thing in this episode I really want you to examine is seeing that everything is happening to you, for you, for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to shift, okay? Just because something looks like a block, looks like you can't get past it, that's not true, you can. There's something you're meant to learn in this situation, okay? So don't ever look at something for what it is because it never truly is what it is, you know? Whether it was my train story in Vienna, whether it was me being laid off all of a sudden, whether it's me experiencing this conflict with a woman on the train, there's something I learned. There's a lot, actually, I've learned from all of those things. And there's a lot that I've changed, and there's a lot of ways I've grown. And listen, this, these things are still going to happen to me. These are not one-off examples. I will still continue to grow, to shift, to change because of resistance, because of being caught off guard, and because I don't know everything. And because of that, I will learn what I need to adjust and how it will help me. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Here's to ending the resistance, ending the struggle, and making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.